So great, here I am with Danny and Katie. And Danny, it's been a long time. How are you? Yeah, it's been some time, hasn't it? Um, but yeah, things are good. Thanks, Nick. It's um, yeah, kids have grown up, and I've probably aged a little bit since we last met. <laughs> I was going to say probably not really. You don't look like you have. Uh, a few, few more grey hairs. <laughs> too kind. I can't see him. So uh, no, great, great to have. And uh, hi, Katie. Uh, hi. Good you? You. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Yeah, really good. Excellent. Great. Well, look, I'm really excited to talk to you too. Um, I know you've been doing absolutely tons in property. Um, so a bit of backstory. I first met Danny. Ah, when was it? it? Must be like seven years ago. Yeah, it was um, September 2016. So yeah. Yeah. So September 2016. Uh, I remember going um, up to Ipswich and we had a great mentorship. It's one of my favourite ones um because you were so so positive so enthusiastic and there were also a few challenges which we'll come on to in a little bit yeah. um, but i always knew from like minute one that you were gonna like really take this and, and go for it and be really successful so i'm dying to find out what, yeah. you've to, what you've been up to since um so yeah over to you guys tell me a little bit about you know since you know i've obviously seen you and i followed you on stuff that you've been doing since since i mentioned but I, you know as i do remember that one it, it was one that really sticks with me we saw some really good things and um yeah as i said i knew you were going to go go big so over to you tell me what you what you guys been up to cool well thanks for thanks for that intro we've um yeah it's been it's been an absolute roller coaster like every public everyone probably says in in the property world since then um we've we've done lots haven't we we've we've mm -hmm. um we've been pretty active we've probably been active in in pockets more than every year over that time we've had pockets and where um where, where stuff has you know in, in general life has got a little bit challenging we've we've taken a break and consolidated and then gone again so <clears throat> yeah we met um september 2016 and met caroline in the december before that she actually delivered a three-day training event that, that i was on um and uh yeah we've been on this journey since since then um and trying to navigate being parents uh as well as as well as property developers and investors as well yeah and um you know if we think back to when when we first met um i know you were in a different relationship then and um something that we talked about on that mentorship was well you know as much as the property stuff that we did we also mentioned the difficulties that you had in in being with a partner who wasn't really supportive of what you were trying to do um and i know that led to you know some quite significant changes so you've had challenges from like literally from day one but you're always such a positive person that i, I knew that you know you'd be able to overcome whatever was thrown in front of you so maybe if you're okay with that tell us a little bit about kind of how that played out and what what on what that meant for you in terms of yeah of in property i feel um i can't remember the lady you interviewed last week but i listened to it yesterday the podcast yeah Abs, that's right. And it feels like a bit of a repeat of, of that, actually, although the difference between those two is I was on my own with you with um, with mentorship. So, um, yeah, within a few months of that mentorship, my uh, my first marriage uh, had ended, which was on the cards. And we had some sort of some counselling sessions over coffee in between property viewings and stuff like that, I think, didn't we, Nick? Did. Being a mentor is uh, multifaceted, I'll say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, there's there's, there's more to it. You know, I, I remember it very, very clearly. So um, yeah, you know, there was some definite challenges from day one. I think going back a little bit further, which I wasn't 
it's triggered me and I wasn't going to do, but it's triggered a thought from me is the challenges started on day one of the three day training with Caroline in the mm. December, 2015, you, you know about this as well. So my business partner with another business, I still own, uh, yeah. not with him anymore, but my business partner at the time, this was a venture we were going to do together. Um, and by lunchtime of day one of the basic training, he said to me, I'm, I'm done. I, I want to, no, he didn't. Sorry. Not then at the end of the day, he said to me, I turned to him and went, wow, what a fucking great session that was. I can't wait for tomorrow. And I was just buzzing and bursting at the seams. And he just looked at me and said, I hated it. That's one of the worst days I've ever had. I feel so uncomfortable. I don't know what I'm doing here. And um, actually looking back, I, I said to him, I said, okay, why don't you shoot off then? And I'll see you in a few days time. And I think subconsciously, I didn't realize I used property as a vehicle probably to accelerate what was going on in my subconscious and what I wanted to happen and help drive a few decisions. Yeah. Very soon, the, the rest of the 12 months was really challenging um, and, and sort of stuck in status quo, really. Um, but I knew what was coming. We met in September 2016. So what's that? Nine months after the training with Caroline, 10 months after that. And then that was the real kick for me to say, right, my dreams and what I want are completely over here. And everything that's happening is over here. And that's not what I want. Um, then then sort of uh, turn of 2017 um, into, well, May, wasn't it? May time we, we met um, and started, uh, well, as our grandparents would say, courting and hang, hanging out and um, started meeting. And it was really, really obvious really quickly that our, our dreams and aspirations, our attitude, our, our, the way we want to live, the way we parent, was so aligned it was like the stars were written um and we've we've not really looked back it was one of those fairy tale disney story romances that suddenly within a, a few days you think this is i know exactly what's going on here and this is it and i can't believe this happens in real life but it does and yeah we were off and running and we've been sort of driving the businesses together ever since then Katie, so you didn't really know that, Nick, I don't think, did you? Not, not well, I, I, I second hand, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I didn't know the full detail there, yeah. But um, it's brilliant. And it's like when you, you find something that you can be totally aligned with and you just see everything clearly, can't you? And you can just go, right, we are yeah. doing this together. We have a plan. And I think, you know, for, for any anyone out there that's investing as a couple, that is such an such important thing. You're both aligned. You know what you're trying to do. You have a life plan as well as just a property plan. Yeah, the property yeah. just fits into the overall life plan, right? Yeah. Um, and you know what you're doing, and that's when you, you, it's like the shackles are off now. We can like, okay, we know what we're doing. We go for it. Let's do it. Yeah, um, yeah. Because the, the two things have to they have to align together, don't they? It's not just it's not just business. It's not just life. It's it's all you know. It's together. Yeah, absolutely. It's your, it's your whole kind of life plan. And if you have you know, a partner that isn't on board, it's incredibly difficult, you know, because you're kind of on your own. There is no overall life plan. So, uh, yeah, brilliant to hear. And, uh, you know, I have been following you, following your, your story from afar. And I, you know, I know Katie, you've spoken to Caroline a few times and, you know, we, you know, do follow what you guys are doing. So tell us what you're up to. What do you, what, what do, where did you start in property and where are you now? Oh, okay. So you'd already bought, I think, two, maybe two or three. Yeah. 
perhaps yeah. before we met. Yeah. Yeah. We, I can't remember two, exactly. Two number, had but, completed. Yeah. Um, and was, then we we found one on mentorship, Nick, that then completed That's pretty it. much as we were we were sort of starting to, November, to, to talk and yeah, yeah yeah okay so yeah so you'd already bought a couple that was really for a retirement plan wasn't it yeah yeah and then as we I suppose started to realize that we were we were in this now you know it wasn't just a fleeting yeah fleeting romance not that either of us ever thought that it was no. but um in it in it for the long haul weren't we um we realized that we worked pretty well together mm. I'd never owned my own business before. I'd always worked in corporate yeah. jobs. So um background in hospitality and hotels and and yeah. you know, things like that. Um but as we realized that we were actually quite good at it together, we, we just hit the ground running really, didn't we? So Yeah. And we've had pockets where we've then scaled that. So we started we started with buy to lets and HMOs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um and that was in, in the Ipswich area, or have you moved from there? We've no, so it started off in, in Grimsby, didn't it? Yeah, Grimsby, North East Lincolnshire, yep, and then into Ipswich, then into Ipswich, um, and then back out into Grimsby again. We've grown the portfolio there, yeah, of HMOs mainly, uh, small HMOs, sort of five, six beds. Uh, yep. we've kept at that level at the moment with, with those. Um, and in Ipswich, and then COVID. Well, we got married in the 2019, didn't we? So we got we got married in 2019. Yeah. Actually, do you know what? When you go back over the timeline, you think, God, that was quite quick, wasn't yeah. it? But, yeah, so we got married in 2019, and then COVID hit, like, yeah. the March afterwards. Yeah, about five months after we got married. Yeah. Yeah. So and then it kind of, I mean, everything went crazy during COVID, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. We've... So one of our other businesses we've got is a children's coaching company mm -hmm. um, and uh, COVID sort of blew that apart for six months. School shut. Well, it did for a lot of industries, didn't it? It wasn't just that, but school yeah. shut. And it was a real it was a real moment for that. I remember March, I think it was March the 23rd, 20, uh, 23rd of March, 2020, yeah. and schools were shut in on that Friday. And we didn't know what was going to happen and what was going on. And that was... That was a, oh my God, what is going on here? Because with property, we'd the plan had always been to to not really draw anything from it. We didn't need any income from it. We'll just keep building, and it can be passive. And and at some point in the future, we can realise that, and and the values grow and, and what have you, which was happening. And then it became, ah, Nothing. our income for our family is could be wiped out overnight, and. Mm -hmm. I remember the, the the December before that going to a property event actually with with Mark uh, Dalton, who's I know a good friend of yours, and I went to shake someone's hand and give them a hug like I always did, and they went, "Oh no, I'm not doing that. We'll do elbows." And I remember thinking, "What what are you talking about? This this is in China. This isn't going to come over here, and we're not going to get it." And how wrong I was, and that really sparked us um, because we were in. We we're in fear and we we're in we need to grab hold of this. What what will be is up to me. Yeah. We need to grab hold of this and what we're going to do about it. So we're not at risk ever again in the future and, and what we're going to do. And that sparked a bit of a a, a 
a scaling up process for us, didn't it? And we then moved into Scotland with some buy to lets and some more HMOs in Grimsby, uh, another buy to let in Nottingham. Um, since then, that was and through 2021, wasn't it? 2021, so 2020, yeah. if you remember back right then when COVID, when, when the school shut, we'd actually announced that we were expecting a baby oh, yeah. the week before. So, forgot about that. I was thinking, <laughs> chuck something else in there just to mind yeah. that. Yeah, so, you know, we had yeah. we had five five kids at home already. One was doing GCSEs. One was A levels. A levels. Sorry, wasn't she? A levels, GCSEs. They, yeah. You know, they, they were all sort of we were homeschooling and all that. And then, I'm not sure I oh, now Siri's wanting to talk to you. <laughs> and then um, we'd actually announced that we were we were pregnant. Yeah. The week before lockdown happened. Yeah. And it was kind of a bit like, okay, so it was all on your shoulders, wasn't it? Because everyone else was under, everyone else was a child. Yeah. Plus you had this, and, and back then, you know, back then, it's like life after COVID, isn't it? Yeah. Back then, it was, if you were pregnant, you were seen as vulnerable. Yeah. You know, so it was all on Danny's shoulders to provide, wasn't it? You, you know, because I couldn't go to work. I'd been furloughed. Mm. And, yeah. you know, actually that time was a bit of a... It was quite uncomfortable, wasn't it? Yeah. That time, you know, the property business hadn't, uh, we hadn't, we hadn't focused on on that. Like, like you said, we were actually just growing that for capital growth later. It all just took care of itself. All the management was outsourced. Yeah. So we didn't really have anything to do with it. But your um, life basically had to switch from, you know, COVID is like this this thing that happened to everybody, and everyone had to react in a different way. And what was hearing is that you guys had to pivot pretty quickly in your life plan from being we've got this business providing income and our property is going to do the, the long-term wealth yeah yeah now property was the thing that had to provide the income as well yes yeah. Right. yes yeah. yeah exactly that's that's exactly it nick and that it was that it was that switch that we didn't know what was going to happen with the school-based business we didn't know what's going to happen and then when is the funding going to be there when we come back? Are the schools, how long is that going to take to open and, and them open their doors up again? And um, we knew that we had far more control or we could control much more within a property growth plan. And we're really passionate about that because we just get to spend more time together. So it's a bit, it's a bit corny and a bit cheesy, but it's, it's looking at that life plan that, we didn't meet until our mid early to mid thirties, and we feel like there's wasted time there. So we we want to we want to spend as much time together now as we can, and we want to be the best role models we can for our kids. We want to inspire them. We want to be aspirational, and we want to show them that if you if you believe in something, if you if you step out of your comfort zone, if you work really hard, you can achieve stuff that in the most respect in the world, none of our families have have done with, with wealth and certain other things. So we're trying to break through and are breaking through that sort of generational wealth um, glass ceiling, if you like. And it's we, we want to show them that you can do all of that together. And we, we sort of brought up with a belief of, well, you can't have it all. And yeah. Money grows under tree. It doesn't grow on trees. And, um, you know, it's money drilled into us when we're young isn't it these flippant kind of offhand comments that you know i think family and particularly family really you know mate like that you know yeah uh, well, hang on a minute why why not why can't why can't we have it why can't we have it yeah. why can't we do it? if you know if i see somebody over there 
you know being successful in property why can't i yeah. and uh, so yeah you know it, it it's a lot of having to overcome you know those, those kind of limited beliefs so i'm um, quick aside i've just been i've just finished um arnold schwarzenegger's new book called um be useful then if you've you've read that or listened to it if you get it on audio it's brilliant yeah. quick, quick plug for arnie um but he talks about this lot in it and all these limitations he's saying look if if someone else has done it why can i do it mm-hmm. you know and 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 just go for it have this vision he always talks about this have your vision and and know what you're trying to do and then, and then you just go all out to do it so um, yeah so, so what did you do how did you pivot then how did, what, what did you do in your property um kind of business to pivot from long-term wealth to immediate income yeah so uh so well then i mean that was that was a lot of just plate spinning wasn't it yeah yeah we like to call yeah. it we, we call it ducking like you look cool and <laughs> cool and cool and calm on the outside but underneath you're paddling furiously um that that was what that 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 the rest of 2020 was it's pretty much a blur to me i don't remember it you know i didn't mm. you know been 30 something pregnant i don't remember a lot of that that was on you but 2021 we kind of end of 2020 i remember that bobby was born in the september wasn't he yeah yeah september yeah he was yeah september and then we we kind of said right we're not having this anymore we got, the kids didn't go back to school that september did they no do you remember no they were still home so they were still homeschooling which we was just... so much fun really anyway there's, kids there's knows absolute that. sarcasm in my voice there that was... <laughs> i just wanted to check that because it was like out <laughs> of my my entire memory Oh, Everyone man. always thinks you're serious when you're sarcastic. Yeah, oh, that was that was not that was not fun. Yeah. I think I love a spreadsheet. Yeah, and I love a big bit of paper with a sharpie, and it, it really helps me to be creative of just start writing something. I'm not always sure. I, I, one of my strengths is really good at what do I want it to look like at the end, and what's the vision, mm. and then it's it's sort of right okay now we need to work out how to get there but so the big vision and the big goal was was there that was quite the easy bit and it was what are we going to do and how are we going to do this and um, what, what, if, if i can ask what was the vision where did you want to get to i think the big vision was a, a lot of people in property probably the same time and money mm-hmm. so it was how do we get that how do we get that freedom where actually if i really simplify it the the goal the goal was never to be vulnerable again like we were yeah. when that when COVID hit, so yeah. that we we're never in a position to do that uh, where we where we're vulnerable. So um, that meant building building bigger emergency part and and more different income streams um, and uh, looking at looking at stuff that's always going to be around, like housing is always going to be around. People always need yeah. somewhere to live. So yeah. how do we how do we go to to maybe um, double down more on an industry where it's always going to be there and there's probably more opportunity than um, the sports coaching industry was an absolute passion of, of mine. And um, so I started that in 2003. Um, And then since we've, we've sort of run it since 2017 and it's been a a real passion, but that's not been about money. That's just been about giving children opportunities to live a healthier, more active lifestyle and, um, experience things they they might not have the opportunity or be fortunate enough to experience and um give them a real healthy experience and a fun experience of being active in sport and not wanting anyone turned off by bad experiences as as children so then 
the rest of their life they're never active again because they've had a bad experience it's breaking that so we really wanted to scale that so we we then in 2021 raised a million pounds worth of private finance didn't we we knew that that was our route to we need to we need to go for it here uh yeah amazing sort of go big or go home almost let's let's do this properly and go for it we bought 12 houses in that year didn't we and i mean the yeah. conveyancing process was so hang on awesome. just recap so you raised a million pounds in private finance and then you mm -hmm. went and bought 12 houses in 12 months yeah yeah, yeah. in during 2021 we raised a million pounds and bought 12 houses mm. didn't we yeah and i think that was where so the end of 2020 beginning of 2021 we um started talking on social media more about our journey and who we were and what we were doing and what we wanted to do and sharing a bit more didn't we yeah we kind of went a bit more okay we'll pull back the curtain and show you a little bit more about our lives yeah and that and sometimes that's quite hard for people to do but i think you know, we talk a lot about raising money you know in our tradings and also on the podcast and it's such a key part of what we do and you know but in order to do that you have to tell people what you're doing and bring people into your story mm -hmm. yeah. and, it, and, and it's so the, i mean the burning question is how did you raise a million pounds where did that come from how did you do it um we, we didn't we didn't start out trying to raise a million pound it wasn't that it wasn't the the, the it wasn't like a we'd set that as a goal was it no that... we just kept We'd, we'd ventured out into Scotland with the properties. Yeah. We'd had some more opportunities come up in Grimsby. Yeah. And it was Nottingham yet, was it? It's the following year. Yeah. Yeah. So we um, we just kept all the all these the new the new opportunities kept coming. So we, the more we talked about who we were and what we were doing and how we could help people and the returns that we could offer, the more um, I suppose people then contacted us and said okay how, how does this work how do we work with you and it was then taught you know it was I mean it wouldn't happen without the finance would it so you know no we talk about this a lot and so in so in terms of that million pounds that came in what, what percentage of it would you say was people that were like friends family contacts and what percentage was people who you'd never met I think 100% of it was people it we was knew. People who, it was not people that we knew. It was people that knew us. People that it's knew you. Not, yeah. So people knew you through your social media activities and, and learning about and hearing about what you were doing. Yeah, definitely. It, it was it was a kind of, we we committed, like, you know, some, some people can commit to something and actually they're not really, they're just dipping their toe in the water. Like, um, I think most people would say about us, if we commit to something, it's going to happen. It, it's going to happen. There's not a, re it's not like a, it's not going to happen or it might or it might not no it will we know that it will because we'll commit to it so we said that okay pre pre 2021 i'd used facebook to share pictures of the kids or pictures of the wedding or you know you I don't know some people use it to share pictures of their cat or whatever else but we'd never Breakfast. never used it for business before ever and we flipped switch and said actually we're going to use it to share about our business now so we just talked about the business consistently yeah and you know probably unfriended a few or people unfriended us on the way you know like it happens but mm -hmm. um, the more people that yeah. knew us the more money we raised didn't we and the, you know we were very open about our life we didn't just talk about business we also talked personal we showed who we were. Yeah, I think that's probably it. We showed who we were and we tried to be really authentic to who we were and what we believed in. Yeah. And then people 
that we uh, and there's people watching us that we did know that we didn't even know they were watching us so yes. they hadn't been liking and been commenting and then suddenly it was do you know what actually i've got i've got some money that's doing nothing and i'd really like to get involved in this i don't i haven't got time to do anything but i'd really like to get involved in this and it looks like you might be able to help me can we have a chat mm. and it was it was a lot of it was a lot of that so we were able to carry on driving our our goals and aspirations which which kind of were there but we definitely didn't think oh we'll we'll easily go out and raise a million quid this year let's just go and let's just go and do that shall we <laughs> that sounds like the simplest option it was it was as it was happening we had a goal which was well, half we said of about that, scaling, hadn't we? yeah and then we yeah. got we got to easter and we were we were pretty much there and we we're like hang on we can we can keep going here we've we we can keep going so within that within that year of what we raised we bought 12 houses in that 12 months in 2021 and then there was about another four or five that of the follow-on stuff that was in the in the pipeline in 21 and completed in in 2022 okay. so um yeah and then it was the amount of refinances and doing all that and it was probably that that noise and the the, the noise of all of the, the paperwork and everything that has slowed us a little bit since we were like right let's let's um let's breathe for a minute. let's just breathe let's try and um uh just uh consolidate a little bit what we've got going on let's get everything everything let which it is and and focus on that stuff and um and then the world's gone a bit crazy again in in the aftermath of that hasn't it in the last 12 months but yeah we've also bought and decided that our strategy after doing that we'd actually built our our portfolio to hold to a level that we were we we're pretty comfortable with but we needed a different plan to also pay down some investors or 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 bring lumpy cash in which we'd never done we hadn't done any of that so we then developed our plan for 20 um 20 back end of 22 stroke this year no sorry for last year and then into this year to look at more development so we've got we've got the the rental portfolio, the, the stuff we're holding and want to hold forever, right? That's going now, and let's keep that going. But what we need to do is we need a we need a another another option to pay down investment or put our own money into deals. And so we're we're now sort of I feel like in terms of the investment pyramid and what have you, we're going into the next bit about right. How do we start having some of our own money to do that? So yeah. we've we bought our first development, didn't we? Which we're converting into five flats at the moment. Okay, um, yeah, and back end of twenty one, uh, and where is San Ipswich or where are you doing that? That's in Felixstowe, which is twenty oh, minutes from Ipswich. Yeah, just on um, on the east coast. Hmm. Um, it's going places. Felixstowe. I had a Ferris wheel there this year, so there's, oh, there's really tons good. of it's going up in the world. <laughs> if I had a Ferris wheel, you know what yeah. that means. Um, so yeah, we're yeah. doing our first development, which is a massive learning curve. Yeah. for us in terms of the next thing um is that well. developing flats for um the, the, the rental market or for service combination market what are you what are you looking at there we, we we're going to be selling them oh you're flipping them on right okay yeah we're going to flip them on that was the original plan with this one yeah. um and has we've had times where we're thinking that these would be great for service accommodation let's keep let's keep hold of them and well we yeah, did think um, we might keep one or two you might maybe. yeah I think we'll wait and see. We'll wait. We'll just wait and see. The the, the, the first plan is to sell. That's the first plan. Yeah. You know, if, if it makes business, then we won't. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. the, the, the plan was to pay down some of the investment. Um, yeah. we, we've not ever run a, a capital strategy alongside our cash flow strategy. And I think that's something that we that we felt the more we were going on, we it, it made absolute sense to look at mm. adding adding that alongside what we were doing. Um, so, yeah, that it, talking to you and saying back what we have done in it's only really three years. It's really good to is, go over it, isn't it? Right, isn't it? It's, it's really down, buy 12 properties, move into developments. Um, and then we had a brief chat before we came on about possibly looking into hotels and service accommodation. So, yeah. Sounds yeah. like you've been pretty busy. Pretty yeah. busy. Yeah. I think with my background as well in hospitality and hotels, you've always said like oh, we should buy a hotel we should buy a hotel but then you know it's getting the it's getting the job back then isn't it yeah <laughs> we need to do that without doing, doing the job. Yeah, it doesn't have to um you know if you systemize it correctly and yeah. um you know we, we've had a brief chat about that so yeah you know as you know Karen and i do hotels but yeah we're certainly not um yeah my friends call me basil 40 but do they um, <laughs> But, you know, it, it, we don't want to be running hotels. So yeah. it's all about systemizing and um, <clears throat> automation. Yes, um, yeah. And in, employment as well, you know, I mean, because obviously owning hotels, you're bringing the jobs back to the, you're bringing jobs in then, aren't you? But you need to be able to trust who it is that you've got there. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and um, you know, our, our model particularly is to, is to, is to do hotels in areas where we can actually utilize other businesses and promote other businesses rather than employ you know have our own kitchens and staff and all of that it's rather okay. well we'd actually rather promote a local business already there and not take business off them so okay. you kind of do it in an indirect way but it also means that we don't have to manage big teams of staff um, and we can you know use a lot of automation in, in our system yeah. so yeah uh, can streamline it so we don't have to run a hotel business so there's lots of ways of, of, of doing that but yeah but yeah, no, I'm, I'm amazed to hear, or fascinated to hear, rather, you know, your journey where you've come, you know, come to in in a relatively short period of time. Bearing in mind we had COVID, slap bang in the middle of it. Um, and what I love about that story is how you identified that you had to pivot pretty quickly and and to do something different. Um, and it's all very well kind of having those thoughts and setting the vision, but you know, you actually went out there and took such a huge amount of action to. To make that happen in a very very short period of time and that's something that we teach a lot and as you know danny from from the training that we did it's all about that it's great you can have the vision and that's a massive part of it but you've got to go and and go all out it's all you can't you can't dabble you can't kind yeah. of you know you know do a bit yeah. here a bit there it's it's like you're all in right uh, uh, yeah and i love that i love that phrase like go all out it is about um just being relentless isn't it if you if you want something we do believe if you want something enough you'll yeah. find a way of making it happen and you can and and you can i think we've all we've all got it within us and it's yeah. it's sometimes getting out of your own way and the fear mm -hmm. um and by the way we've definitely been there at times this year as well when when you know our, our utility bills going through the roof of our hmos and um the Bank of England base rate moving around, hopping every week, and all of the challenge we've we've had recently, and and um, yeah, yeah, we've definitely had that still where a bit of fear kicks in. You're thinking, right, okay, and and overwhelmed because there's so much going on, and I don't I don't think the real clue, and I know we're going to come on to this 
maybe in a bit, but I don't think the real clue is necessarily stopping that ever happening because if you stop that ever happening, probably means you're not you're not playing at the next level again and and yeah, stretching yourself. So you're then gonna you're then gonna get to the next level and it's gonna happen again. You're gonna, oh my God, what's going on here? But it's how quick do you get out of out of that and back into your into your your mindset where you can move forward? Yeah, I mean, how it's like you kind of have to adapt to your new altitude, right? So you, you've like moved up a level, you're at a new altitude now, and it's challenging and comfort zone and all those things. And then you kind of get used to that one, and then you push yourself up to the next, <laughs> to the next yeah. level, obviously raising raising your altitude and getting used to the new surroundings and all the challenges that that, that brings with it. Which kind of leads very neatly on to what is what do you think has been your biggest challenge as investors? biggest challenge yeah yeah it's a it's a good it's a, it's a good it's question. a good one isn't it I'm, i mean there's been a few but you know i mean we talked about like 2021 we bought 12 houses in 12 months and then in 2023 i want to say this yeah this year it took eight months to do one refinance you, you know um mm. our, our biggest challenge i think we we stopped we stopped raising money didn't we yeah so in order to pay back some of the investors that were coming to an end of their period, we had to rely on refinancing. And which if we're, has been we're really slow, yeah, which has been really slow. So we've had to push back paying back. Whereas if we'd have been, you know, sort of still raising, then we could have used that to pay back, you know, move to the move mm. to the next to the next. So um, is it a bit of a I, th I think it's sometimes aligning aligning all of the the stars in the right order when they need to be dropping in and we've got a you, you have a plan don't you like uh, an investor has got a time period to be paid back and you've got a refinance or you've got a sale going through or you've got you've got something else coming in and you've got all these different options and exits to it and it's it's probably the challenge is executing at least one of them or the amount you need to happen That's at the right. time you need it to happen you know it's going to happen I believe it. We know it as investors. You can see it all. But then you get that call to say, right, this is delayed by four weeks or we're going to that uh, we've got we now need this paperwork or that signature doesn't. We don't like that. We want another one or or whatever it is or the value has gone off ill and now going to it's going to take another three weeks or that planning permission, whatever it is that's out of your control is then, well, I'm still responsible for what happens. So mm -hmm. I now need to do something different. But I had it perfectly lined up and, and the world has jumbled it around, but I've still got to find a way of committing this, uh, fulfilling this commitment. And that's probably, I think, yeah, the, that's the biggest challenge. I, I love that answer. And I'm what, you know, the, I love the answer in itself <clears throat> because it is a huge challenge dealing with these kinds of things, the uncontrollables, the things that are out with outside of your, your control. And we've had a lot of that. What's also amazing to me is that you didn't say your biggest challenge is raising a million pounds in private finance. Now, oh, no. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of our listeners, I think, I would think they'll be blown away by that to think because a lot of people put money as the biggest challenge there. They think they're going to have raising the money to do this. And and you've been almost kind of nonchalant about it. Yeah. You know, we set a goal and we, we just raised a million pounds. Um, you know, that too, I think a lot of other investors will will blow their minds. So, but I love the fact that that wasn't your biggest challenge and that was just a, an outcome of taking huge amount of action and, and and knowing what you needed to do and going out there and just making that happen and actually your challenges come down to things that you can't control 
mm. uh, like planning, like lending, like you know, um, people moving the goalposts, or all these kinds of things that happen to us as, as investors that we have to we have to overcome. So I think that's a great lesson. And I was going to ask you what you think the biggest lesson is, but I think this this is what I'm taking from this conversation is a huge lesson is the challenges aren't the things you can control; they're the things you can't. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, so because yeah. it's much. You can absolutely control going out and raising the money you need to do this mm -hmm. by taking the action. Um, but you can't, you know, but you have to understand that there will be things that also aren't, aren't in your control that you have to deal with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's where, like Kate said, we, we stopped, we stopped raising money for a little while because we thought we've actually got this all lined up and it's comfortable. We've got it, we've got it all lined up. It all makes sense. It's all within sensible time frames. We, and, we, we and you're confident in the confident in the deals as well. You you know yeah. the, the money's all there. It's all you know. Yeah, doing what the, it should. And the the tough bit for us this last year has been when that's gone to shit and that hasn't happened. It's then well, actually now we need to we need to raise some money again. So our, our our probably our other lesson definitely within that is don't don't stop. Just keep doing it all the time, whether you think you need it or not, because the likely it is you will. And if you don't, but it comes in, then, well, how about we just go and get another deal then and, and utilise it? Because we're helping our investor. We're helping somebody have a have a home. It works for us as well. So actually, that's not a bad problem to have that we've got another hundred grand or whatever in that we didn't really need. And all right, well, let's do something with it then to help everybody else and, and, and ourselves. Let's help people. Brilliant. That's a great problem to have. Great problem to yeah. have. Great. Now, I just wanted to kind of uh, finish this up with um, something I ask everybody that comes on when they uh, when I speak to, which is the what do you think are the three key attributes of a successful property investor? Um, okay. We had a bit of a think about it, didn't we? Yeah. Problem solving, first of all. Yeah. You've got to be able to solve the problems. There's no, you know, you can analyse any any deal as much as you want, yeah. but we all know that you know, things rarely go to plan. Yeah, you might have a plan, but plans change, goalposts get moved, and we can't control other people. So, my, my uh, father-in-law has, has a has a phrase he uses all the time: um, "No plan survives first contact with the enemy." I think he got that off um, some general. Yeah, definitely. Somebody yeah. who's listening to podcasts where that comes from. But I love that, and it, it really kind of sticks in me that you've got to have a plan, but the, it's never going to go to plan. No, yeah. your your plan, your plan, just because it's your plan doesn't mean it's the master plan, does it? So, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Problem solving, yeah. pro problem solve. You've got yeah. to be yeah prepared, prepared for problem solving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, com commitment and self motivation. Um, we think definitely just nobody's nobody's there to save you, and you need to. <laughs> you, you need to yeah. you need to be able to and, and, I, and I hear a lot of people say this and it's it's something that actually I I don't tend to personally have a problem but I can see it's definitely an issue that when you used to be an employed you're told what time you need to be there what you need to do what order you do it in you've got you can have a break here and, and what have you and it's a bit yeah. easier you just go through it um so if you're not self-motivated and able to every day still get up and right, let's go again. What do we need to do? I'm absolutely committed and relentless in this action. Then it's going to start toppling over. Or you're just not going to get where you where you want to. And then that internal conflict and frustration will come in as well, probably. So, yeah, commitment, self-motivation. 
Um, He's a second. That's only one. Even though it's two. Okay. I'm also, <laughs> kind of, we've got four nicks, so we're trying to cleverly like merge Clip, those two together. together. Merge two into one. They're kind of saying similar, similar things. Okay, so what's number three? Managing your own emotions. Yeah. Okay. I think it is an absolute ride, isn't it? And yeah, trying to <laughs> trying to manage your, mo your your own emotions when stuff out of your control as well comes in, and that can be good or bad. You know, you could get something could could overachieve or underachieve or a, a problem or some some somebody's coming in with something i think managing trying never to get too high and never getting too low just trying to keep a fairly even keel on it is probably a key hard, attribute. To hard to do isn't it but yeah I, I think it's a really important thing to be aware of that you know you there are going to be highs and lows and trying to maintain objectivity um is, is key and, and try to not let yourself get too high or too low I think yeah, so. you've got you've got other things going on as well. You, you know, we've all got life happening as well, not just business, haven't we? You know, children. You know, there's not they're not just yeah they're not just children. They're like you know young adults now. We've got the eldest yeah. is twenty. You know, the youngest is three. So managing all managing your emotions through that. You know, we've got two two fifteen year old boys. You, you know, so it, it's um, managing every all oh, yeah, the emotions is is definitely yeah. one of it, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. I'm, Bobby's three, and we've sort of we sort of joke, and we've just got to keep him alive. We've got to feed him. We've got to make yeah. sure he stays safe, and he's 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 got to keep him in that in that bubble at the moment. And the teenagers really need us. That's the bit where, on an emotional level, it's actually harder than the baby level, isn't it? Where yeah. you're giving you you might not, you know, they don't need you to feed them and. Well, the boys well, boys do because do, they eat you out of house and home at the moment. And they they want the next meal ready for after the first one's finished. But <laughs> managing managing our emotions when when you've got Those. their emotional state. There's so much going on with social media and phones and stuff. I would hate to be growing up today with all of that going on for them. And we're the ones they then look to. And you've had whatever going on during the day, and you then need to okay, I'm. I'm in, I'm in I'm in dad mode now yeah, or, yeah. or whatever, and we need to just try and keep that quite calm. Yeah, you have to switch and maintain that, you know, that that calmness. So, uh, Fab, yeah, you got a lot on your plate, guys. Um, it's amazing to to hear your story and your journey. I know we could have talked all day, I'm sure. So, what I'm going to say is, we will catch up with you guys again in a few months, maybe when you you know your development's oh, finished, right. you flip that on. So, I'd love to talk to you more. Um, find out more about you know what you're doing, what your plans are for the future. So let's do that. Let's let's put date in the diary to catch up with you in a few months' time. See where you are. And uh, in the meantime, um, you know if anyone wants to get hold of you, how do they how do they find you? Are you on socials? What are your socials? You're looking at me because you yeah. don't do social media. So yeah, we're both we've both got a uh, separate separate property pages at sorry, uh, Facebook pages and Instagram pages like a personal, and we've got a joint. Um, Facebook and and Instagram as well. Just Danny and Katie Bloomfield. Danny and Katie Bloomfield. Yeah. And um, um, we've got a Facebook group as well, Parents in Property. If yeah. anyone wants to to join that, which is where we just talk about the challenges and the you know the wins, the the hard stuff, the good stuff about parenting and property all mixed together because it's uh, yeah what we know. There's a bit of support there, and it's lovely to have you in our community as well. Um, so you know where to find us at propertywealthsystem.co.uk. We run webinars for anyone looking to get involved in in property. Come onto one of our webinars. We run them every Thursday. 
um, propertywellsystem.co.uk. Um, obviously, this podcast as well, and we're running local networking events in certain areas, so look out for those. Um, but in the meantime, Danny and Katie, lovely to talk to you. Great to catch up. And I look forward to catching up with you again in a few months and see where you are then and get some more lessons for people. Thank you. It's been great chatting. Cheers, Nick.